When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to the shift. Uh this week's episode. Um, I originally was meant to post like two weeks ago as a bonus episode. Um I thought I figured I should do it as a bonus episode because we didn't we weren't able to get into the studio because um the guest isn't based in New York City, but then I finally got a chance, I've just been so busy, to actually listen to it and I decided I'd rather just put it up as a regular episode. I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope you guys too. It's a bit a little bit off topic but not completely so basically the guest I met him on a podcast called The Real Hauntings and his name is Joshua Darren and he does all these um, TikTok videos and Instagram uh, clips about like paranormal activity and paranormal creatures and true crime as well uh, and much more he's just brilliant he's so he's so much fun Um, so uh, I really enjoy talking to him but I asked him would he come on and we could talk about like Irish folklore and in in a way that's like around dating and relationships so um so we talked about some of those stories those like love stories that are like um you know and how maybe they kind of you know affect the culture I don't know if I'm right or wrong there but we just had a chat about it and uh, the guy that we actually mentioned that I, I couldn't remember his name on it so when we do mention it it's Eddie Lenehan he's like a storyteller all about um Irish mythology so that was the guy that we we're talking about um and he's a he's wrote a couple of books and stuff and then um yeah, if you want to see the video for this, it is on the Patreon, so forward slash the shift podcast, it's up there, and uh, if there's any lags or anything, it's just because it's on Zoom, but I think the audio quality was actually uh, quite good, so I'm pretty happy with that, and um, yeah, make sure to follow jo- Joshua, uh, let me know if you have, for the future, any like dilemmas or advice you want here on the podcast, because I'd love to get it a bit more structured, next week's episode is already done, um because i was gonna have it as this week's episode um but so that's already up on the patreon uh the video is up there for that one as well and then i'll be recording an episode in the studio tomorrow as well so that'll be up there tomorrow night too um so there'll be loads on the patreon plus the patreon is like pay what you want so when you go there don't get distracted by the amount of money it says that's just how much money i'm making at the moment you click then how much you want to pay and i put up solo episodes and with the solo episodes like recently I've just talked about a my private life just stuff that I don't get time to talk about on the podcast or b don't want to share on the on the actual podcast and then I talk about shows I'm watching so obviously like The Last of Us and um, what movies I've watched and so recently I talked about Colleen Kuhn and um, Leo good luck to you Leo Grand um, and much more so yeah uh, so please go sign up listen to that and then um other segments I'm going to try to do with the guests for the future is like what's their icks, um, what turns them off, uh, what is what is attractive, uh, advice like dating advice or tips if it's dating, relationship, sex, all of that. 
Um, so I'm going to try to cover those and then advice if people have a dilemma or um, if they don't get one off because uh, I really enjoy reading the Reddit dilemmas as well. Um, if I have time in the interview, but I'm going to really try to get at least at least one of those segments covered for each episode. But if you've anything else you'd like to hear, any guests you'd like to hear, let me know. And if there's someone as well that's not based in New York that you'd be happy with me doing a Zoom episode with too, please let me know as well. But other than that, uh, rate, review if you have a chance. That would be amazing. And I love you all and enjoy this episode. And yeah, don't forget to follow Joshua. Bye. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. This is so great. Um, For the listeners, uh, we have Joshua Darren. You said Darren, right? Darren. Yep. Great. Perfect. Want to make sure. I'm even like some of the things we're going to talk about today. I'm already know that I'm going to mess up the pronunciation of these Irish names because uh, I texted my dad being like, I there is lit- one of the things and I'm totally I should probably introduce you, but I already know I'm going to mess up some <laughs> of the pronunciation. So I feel like Irish people are going to be like, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try. Uh, pronunciations are not my strong suit. Like, I can't tell you how many times on my TikTok that people have been like, yeah, you said that wrong, doofus. And I'm like, you know, I know that now. Uh, so thank you. Uh- <laughs> also, so rude, doofus. It's like, firstly, words are hard. Secondly, like, uh, you could just, you know, I-, I bet you those people aren't making a couple of videos a day uh, so they can feck off as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and for the yeah. listeners, um, we already did a podcast together where we are on the Real Hauntings. And yep. you um, do a lot of on TikTok, you do like urban legends, um, creatures, mytholo- mythology, myths. I can't. Oh, anyway, um, and you do a bit of true crime as well, right? Yep. I try to cover a, a wide ranging uh, just set of topics. It's mostly paranormal, but I do like to, as we kind of mentioned on that podcast as well, trick people into learning. So um, as much education as I can throw in there, um, I like to do it. So some, some, sometimes people like that. Sometimes people are like, yeah, please stop. I just want to hear about the hauntings. <laughs> no, I think that's great. Um, I just uh, I just realized maybe I should do this in a different view as I'm recording it. Um, I, f- I haven't done a Zoom podcast in so long. Okay, there. I think that's probably better. Or no, I don't know. Anyway, that was just a. I'm gonna have to cut that little part out. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. But, um, that's so great. Um, I do think uh, when we did that podcast together, it got me inspired to look back over Irish folklore because I loved learning about it when I grew up. Uh, when I was growing up, um, it's something my dad would always talk about. And I feel like Irish folklore, mythology, not a lot of people know about it. But then I watch like Game of Thrones or The Wheel of Time. And I'm like, sorry, this story is right out of Irish folklore. Yeah, like I, I won't say I know a lot about Irish folklore, but as I was just kind of looking through, um, yeah, it's kind of tragic, um, <laughs> kind of tragic. Time. A lot of love stories. Um, a lot of hard words to pronounce, uh, as we mentioned before. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm I'm intrigued to see what like, what you came across as well. Yeah, I was thinking because obviously, like, so um, for the listeners, I I know this is like the shift podcast, which is usually dating, relationships, um, sex sometimes, uh, but also sometimes it's just the chats. But I thought it would be fun because especially since we're in the middle of Valentine's and then St. Patrick's Day coming up to do like a fun like the folklore around like relationships. Um, so there's all these like love stories in Irish folklore that, like you said, just end in tragedy. Oh my gosh. Um, and yeah, and it's, it is funny on a side note, I saw this American, I don't know what he is. He's like a writer or something say like that. Ireland was the, he says is the first to do like a lot of romantic love. But I, I don't think that's true, but um, 
but he said like wrote a lot of romantic stories and it is all the way back to like the folklore which I think is so funny because um we're like really like uh not able to talk about our feelings it's like oh you know he he writes this big love story after she dies probably never told her he loved her once but then he's like my broken heart in loads of pieces you know it's just so funny that sounds about right for an artist of any kind uh like I, I will say like my wife gets on to me all the time because I also do music and she's like wow that's that's really deep you know uh where, where'd that come from and I was like you know you know, it's it's in me, you know, I, I got to pull from somewhere. And she's like, well, how come that doesn't happen um, like all the time? And I'm just like, well, you know, artists and, you know, you got to bottle it up to let it out. And so, yeah, I, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. Your Valentine's Day card to her was just like, love you loads. And then you're she sees you at a gig and you're like, the love of my life is beautiful, <laughs> like roses or whatever. <laughs> that's exactly how it happens every time I've been working on it. But um, yeah, that's her biggest gripe. So uh I think, uh, you know, it's funny. I don't want to be that person, but uh, I was doing my ancestry and it does appear that I do have a little bit of Irish in me. So it could be that little teensy 2.3%, you know, coming out like the, uh, the the Irish. I really don't think so, but, you know. Yeah, you never know. I hope um, I hope it was the, the, the good Irish and not the some of the bad guys. So, you know. Uh yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know if it was good Irish, but uh, that's yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you hear like you hear some good stories like um about the Irish uh and let's say there was like a lot of Irish people who were indentured servants sent over to the islands and then they that there's like some uh good stories that came out of that with good relationships uh, for obviously there was like uh black slaves sent over there as well. But then you hear like some of them who got out of indentured servers chewed and then became slave owners themselves. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, bah, it's hairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> was hairy. actually um, a story. I was looking into it a lot recently. I just uh, stumbled on a TikTok from a guy talking about it, kind of like the 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 two different relationships. But um, then I got looking up uh, because obviously there's that like white uh, Americans uh, try to push that myth, which is a myth uh, about uh, Irish slaves, which isn't true. There was indentured servants, but it was only seven years and it w- wasn't even you, ca- yep. you can't even, it's not comparable. So it's very frustrating because they shouldn't do that. But I, I was uh, researching and reading up about it. And there was one woman, and this is a tragic love story. So uh, uh, who she fell in love with a black man and her uh, the guy she was working for, this black man was his slave and they got married in secret. And the guy she was working for oh. um, says, you're now going to be a slave. So it's probably the one actually true Irish person who was a who was a slave. She said something like he was like, what do you think about that? And she said, um, well, I'd rather I'd rather be with him than ever look at you again. Something like that. And they I like that. Yeah, they found well, I like, hate that, but I like that. I know. Yeah. It's so it's like a tragic love story again, fits yeah. in really with Irish. Um her name was Eleanor something, like M- Eleanor Bush or something like that. I can't remember, but um or maybe uh, anyway, she they said in the article, because in this article they were saying like uh, you know, people need to stop with the myth as well. But they were saying this is the one case. Um and they had all these different stories as well, and they had like bad stories too about like um about Irish people. Um but this story she they said they could find a hundred years later her descendants and this man's descendants uh still suing um to try to get out of slavery. So a hundred years later their descendants wow. were still in slavery. Yeah, yeah, mad, isn't it? Yeah, that's wow, that's Phew. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Tragic love story, but um but yeah, she sounds sounds like a badass. 
Yeah, I, I, and I, and I love that kind of, I love that kind of commitment to your partner though, where it's just like, I'm, I would rather be with the person that I love than like conform to to what you're talking about. And I think, uh, you know, that's something to be admired. I mean, even if it's in the worst tragic, you know, circumstances, that's that's uh that's love. I think that's love because that's you're choosing to be in that situation because you're also choosing to love this person too. Um, and it's kind of twofold in that in that regard. Yeah, I I, I agree with you because. I feel like that also links back to the folklore because all of the folklore stories, they had to make these kind of like hard decisions um, and they usually choose love over what would benefit them better. And they always end up kind of, you know, being fucked for it. But it kind of seems like the moral of all the folklore stories is uh, better to have loved and lost than to, which I don't, I, I don't feel like anybody in our day and age would probably do that. But, and it was interesting with the folklores, they were saying that there was like four different, types that they come from and then this one the Fenian folklores are all very like love and like love stories and tragedy and um yeah so yeah maybe that woman was brought up on a lot of folklore <laughs> she was like <laughs> yeah and it you know it's, it's kind of funny that you say that too because when I think about American fairy tales and love uh it's the exact opposite almost it's not like yeah I'm choosing to love this person and then you know it turns out tragic which I feel is a more realistic representation of kind of how love can be sometimes um it's more like yeah i chose this person and everybody has to deal with it and uh we're gonna go live happily ever after and now we're in now we're royalty basically um in, in so many words like i mean the the classic like prince charming kind of trope uh the classic like damsel in distress and now the the mighty man gets to save the woman from from despair like i think that's that's more of the fairy tale that people have latched their hooks into in terms of how they want to pattern their love as opposed to the actual like no like you're gonna love somebody it's gonna it might be a little tragic. It's going to be a little hard. It's going to, there's, there's like a lot, there's more nuance. And I, I think I'm drawn to, to more of that realism. So I, I'm, I, I appreciate that. Um, like they, they push towards that in Ireland, I, I would say. Yeah. They actually said, I was watching all these different YouTubes about it. Um, and they were saying that one of the reasons why uh, they feel like Irish mythology isn't as popular as all the rest or isn't as, as, as spread as far as because like, and like all the movies, you look like a tour or whatever. All those are based off, um, I guess, Greek and Roman and Viking and all that crap. Um, not crap. Sorry, I shouldn't say that because it's all interesting <laughs> but like, compared to mine. <laughs> but um, but they were saying they think because those have very clear, uh, like w the gods have reasonings for what they do. And it's all about the gods. Whereas in Irish mythology, it's about the people. And then the gods don't really have any, uh, they're like mentioned, but there's not a reason for what happens. It's more like what the people and the people have magic and what they do and and the fairy people, which is the word that I was afraid of. Because I always brought, was brought up called that it was the two and the, wait, oh, now I'm fucking up, two, two head the Donna. <laughs> but then I saw an American and he was like saying something totally different. I was like, that can't be right. And then I saw this old Irish guy and he was saying something different. So then I text my dad and he was like, that's the way I say it is the way you say it. So there are different like ways of saying Irish too in, in, uh, in Ireland, depending on where you're from. So that could be as well. But yeah, they were like this, like people who came to Ireland and then they eventually lost in like long, long, they were fighting for a really long time, but when they lost, they were put into the, like uh, a different realm. So they became like the fairy people. Ah, uh, yeah. And so that's and where, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, forgive me if I'm wrong. Do they also call them the fae folk? Cause I've also heard that before. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. 
I I was reading one okay. story and they were calling them the little people in the story, but that was like about like little fairies. Whereas the fairies that I've read about before weren't like little people, like little. They were like all different. There was all different. So some of them were just uh, like shapeshifters or just like regular, uh. or some were like paler than Irish people. Which like I don't know how you get paler than Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> That's so... a trap. <laughs> no, no, not at all i just think we're we're known to be pretty pale so you do you ever see that meme where it's like irish person sunbathing and there's a really pale person and you're like oh, yeah they're pretty pale and then you see behind it's actually you can't see them because they blend in with the sand have you ever seen that so <laughs> but yeah so i feel like those then those tragic love stories come out of that because it's usually someone involved with a dini shield which is like the fairy people um Oh, they're just so, uh, they're so sad. Should we read? Will I read out? Will I read out a couple? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I I do know of one, I, and uh, it's the the whole changeling theory. Um, oh, yeah. too. Um, that's one that I've come across actually in in kind of American lore as well. Um, we don't. Oh, really there was like a them... movie. Yeah. Um, it's 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 going. I was on the tip of my tongue and it just left. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I forgot what the movie is. But yes, exactly. Like we, there are like this similar like ideals. I would say in terms of like they're kind of interdimensional as opposed to uh, like the you know as we talked about in the real hauntings positive kind of kind of like the uh, the uh, Lucky Charms uh, kind of style of people. Um, and I, I just find it so interesting, like the, the whole changeling theory. Actually, I, I'm pretty sure I listened to the same person. When you sent me that that DM, I was actually watching him at the same time. So I just happened to come across him. And uh, first of all, I could listen to that man talk all day because uh, what a great storyteller. Um, right. Oh, my I God. Loved his storytelling. Uh, but he told the story about the changeling. I was just I was so fascinated by that. Um, and just kind of how he was going down the line of like the shapeshifters and where you know, sometimes they turn into uh, like dark colored animals or bugs and I, I just I didn't know that and so I was like I was getting sucked in so um I'm about to watch and I started watching a little bit on the Banshee too that's that's either here or there I'm getting sidetracked but um yeah I, I the the fairy like legends are, are are fascinating to me oh me too and that's I always grew up knowing what he had said I forget his name I think it was Eamon something I should look it up before we end and say his name probably but yeah he was such a fantastic storyteller and he really gets into it yeah and he's no problem, like, because my boyfriend kind of, like, came in as he was talking and he was, like, saying how long-winded he is. But I actually kind of like that because I feel like our attention yeah. span nowadays is very, like, get to the point. But with him, you're like, I felt like I could picture it as he was talking about it. No, he he drew the full picture. Like, I was in the woods. I was in the house. I was looking at the baby in the in the crib. I was watching him play the, the music to the baby. I was watching the baby, like, talk back to him. Um, and the hot iron, I, I saw everything, and I, I love that storytelling from him. Um, as you can tell, I I really like him. Um, <laughs> but he was he's a good storyteller. He got two new fans today. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's true. The changing thing is funny because um, uh, that was let's say like for any of the listeners who are who don't know about change things, it's usually that the fairies would put in a replica of your baby, and then they uh would take your baby, and so like 
Irish people would usually think like uh, if their baby would had co- like I'd say it probably just was like colic or something or maybe sick but they would think it was a changeling and I believe Scottish people might have done it too but then they would try to give the changeling baby back in hope that their baby would return but um and I remember reading something about sometimes people would put the baby down a well but like I honestly think it might have been just like really sick babies but then yeah. you don't know because with the fairy stories there are stories of like people chopping down a fairy tree and like actually getting really sick afterwards or other things happening that you're kind of like oh maybe it's a coincidence but it seemed to be in Ireland anyway like they they built a whole motorway around so there's just like this circle around this fairy tree because they were terrified to cut it down and that's still like modern times yeah I think it's funny like even if you it's funny how how like superstitions and myths just carry um over time and even if there's like not any real weight to it when it started I think it's fascinating how people put that weight into it later and then things actually start happening. So even if you're on the fence of like, I don't know if I really believe that, you know, I'm, you know, interdimensional beings that have, you know, can shapeshift and you know, I don't know, but then you start listening to some of the, the, the theories and, or, or just how much reverence are, are put towards um, some of these, you know, myths. It's just, that's cool. And honestly, I would love to see that fairy tree at some point um, yeah. just to, just to get eyes on it. Oh my god! I'll I'll send you a picture of it because it is really cool. I'll try to like put a picture up here for the I I don't know how to do that <laughs> for the viewers. But yeah, I think um yeah, it's really interesting. It must have been a better way to cope as well. Like if your baby, if there was something wrong with your baby and they didn't have the science, and you're just like, oh well, I guess the fairy took it and he just put it in the woods. <laughs> I mean, that's bad for that baby, but maybe. Oh yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah, it's very, very interesting. The banshee thing is very interesting as well. Just like a screaming woman, and people would say they would hear it and uh, and not see it. But I think that's just cats and heat, because you know when you hear them scream, it sounds like a banshee. Yeah. So I just wonder if there might. But then that woman, um, a Sophia West Cork. So if you if you were interested in true crime, have you watched that one on Netflix? I haven't. That would be a great one for you to cover because um, it's a, a French woman bought a house in, in Cork. And at the time, there'd never been like a murder in Cork other than just like a fist fight in a bar. Do you know what I mean? Not like an, a premeditated murder. Uh, and this woman was like assaulted and murdered. I, I think she was like very, I think like sexually assaulted. And um, oh, but no. in it, yeah. And it, it was really, it was by a British guy who they still haven't been able to, he's been convicted in France, but he there wasn't enough evidence because it was the first time police in Ireland had to even try to figure out like CSI they didn't have any of the stuff at the time so he's still walking around West Cork he has like a market um uh, but it's like 100% him and uh if he ever leaves the country like the French would be able to get him um but yeah so he's just hiding it's like a whole big thing because in Ireland you can't you can't you can't kick them out I don't know it's something to do with our laws so he's able to stay but he in it wow. in the whole thing they're like interviewing all these people and at one one friend says yeah she said she saw like a banshee um the day be- the day that she died but then they never come back to it and i'm like let's circle back to this banshee yeah. you know? <laughs> like let's talk more about that i want to yeah, know about that <laughs> she said to her friend she saw a woman like a banshee figure screaming in a castle as she was going on her walk and then they just they just fucking glossed over it. I was like, we need to be we need to be talking about this, okay? The banshee gave her heads up. Yeah, and you know it's it, it, like the banshee myth is the one that scares me the most personally, just because like even in my own research with stories that have nothing to do with like Ireland or anything, it's banshees. Like I could think of a story in Georgia where um, there was a banshee that allegedly like traveled with the family, and like any time somebody was getting ready to die, uh, the banshee would show up. 
do do her thing and that person would would literally pass and it was just a continual thing over like decades and then once the family eventually like kind of died out i mean the banshee went away and nobody ever reported that same activity so it's it's those things that 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 uh, give me goosebumps um because they're, they're so hard to explain away I think she's kind of cool, though. You know, she's like, I like this family. I'm going to give them a heads up a couple of hours so they can say their goodbyes. <laughs> so every I time mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, she's probably that's... like, I like them. I'll stick with them and give them a heads up every time. And they're just like terrified. <laughs> Can't sleep that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, is she coming? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me see. Okay. Oh, I-, I should probably just like read like a... um. I sure probably shouldn't read it out because it's kind of long. But there was one of... um, Which I thought was fun. Uh, fun. And his name is Fionn there. I just said I thought it was Fionn. <laughs> I thought it was fun was was Fionn and Sive. And um theirs is that he so he was like a like a Fun McCule was like a, a Fenian guy. He was a like a Fenian leader of the army. And he was out shooting or hunting and he saw a deer and his dogs, his hounds, one of them or both of them had been given birth by a hound who had been a woman before who had been turned into a hound so they were kind of mystical anyway and when they saw this deer they were like I don't know what they did I don't know if they barked or something but they were like there's something weird about this deer so he brought the deer back to his house because he was like it just it seems like a magical deer it doesn't seem like I should kill it and when he brought it onto his land it turned into a woman so it had been a woman who was cursed by like some druid or something some guy uh, to oh, turn shoot. into a deer yeah so when she was on that land she would turn into a deer but anyway so Saiv and, um, and I think I'm pronouncing her right, name right but in Fionn they fell in love and they she got pregnant they got married and everything but then one day he was off doing some fighting stuff and the druid came and he took her back and he put her back on that land so she turned back into a deer and Fionn looked for her forever and he couldn't find her but then he found a little baby doe uh, or I think that's what they're called like a little baby deer and he was like I think this is my child so when he brought it back that child like that doe morphed into a child or that deer sorry morphed into a child so that was his baby boy and that became Oshin and then Oshin ends up having a really sad love story too so Oshin grows up and he um there's a woman who's from Tiernan Og which is the land of the youth but she's a fairy woman and uh, she comes up one day I can't remember why she's up in Ireland and uh, he falls in love with her and they uh, they get married and he moves to Tiernan Og with her and so when they're there for three years, he says, like, I really want to go back and visit my father and see how my family are. Like, I really miss them. And she's like, OK, fine, you can go back, but you have to stay on this mystical horse and you can never once put your foot on the land in Ireland um, and because he's a human. And she's obviously mystical, so she can go back and forth. But she didn't I guess she didn't explain why or maybe she didn't say how serious it was. But when he went back to Ireland, those three years in Tiernan Og were 300 years in Ireland. So his father's oh. long gone and he's so depressed and struck with grief and he's going around the whole country to, and like everything's changed, everything's different. Um, but he ends up falling off his horse and then he morphed into an old person and he died because obviously he's not meant to be only three years older. He's meant to be like 300 years older. Oh, shoot. And that was the end of their love story. Wow, that's a... Uh... 
that's a hard brick wall uh, ending. <laughs> so sad. Wow. I mean, I guess that's different than the other. There was another story that was very similar to like choosing your love over your, there's like loads of those stories. But I thought that story was sad because it was like both the father and son found love that was like taken away from them, uh, you know, in like a, because he'll, his wife will never get to see him again because he didn't fucking listen. Typical man. Yeah. Um, but maybe maybe she didn't explain it right you know I'm sure men listening and be like well maybe she said it like 300 words and I zoned out <laughs> I mean to be fair a man did write it so he probably like glossed over that anyways Um, because I know how men are so he was just like yeah she she barely explained it and he like didn't really know so you know man's <laughs> not at fault right here <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so yeah that's a very tragic folklore um, mythical love the other one that was more like what we were talking about earlier was what was that one? Oh, there was like a guy who went to get an Irish princess for a king in England. And when he got her, he was just like a, a knight or something like that. But he fell in love with her and she fell in love with him. But I think they fell in love because they by accidentally drank some potion, but I like love potion. But I don't know how that happened. That'll they do it. Glossed, glossed <laughs> over that as well. And so um, they... Uh, she ends up like running away with him on her wedding night, like before she gets married, I think. And um, they uh, they had to run away, even though they knew both of them would have like a short time before they'd get found. And I think something happened like where one of them. Yeah, one of them got killed or maybe I'm mixing up two stories here because now I'm thinking. But anyway, there's some story where they ran off together. The guy who she was meant to marry finds her. Now I'm thinking that that's a different because there's one where there's a, a night and uh uh, she ends up getting caught and getting bra- brought back to the English king. And then there's another one where there's an Irish king and she she runs off with a warrior. And when he eventually finds them, like years later, they've been on the run. They've been having a great time. They love each other. It's all for love. He kills the guy or he says that they're that they're uh, that it's over. It's done and um, that they don't need to worry about it anymore. He pardons them. But actually, then he brings the her lover to uh, like a hunting thing. And one of the animals kills him. And he could, oh, you know who this is? As I'm saying it, that's Fionn. Fionn's a little prick, actually. Um, so, <laughs> because then Fionn McCool, when his wife died, I'm pretty sure it was him, years later, they were like, you should remarry. And it was this girl. And she fell in love with a warrior from the Fenian army when she met him. But she was like way younger than him as well. He was like a, like an old man at this stage. So that's why. And Fionn McCool, he could, and I hope, Everybody's going to comment now if I missed mess this up, but let me know. He could like give water to people and it would save them. It would heal them. So when he had pardoned them and they came back and he's like out hunting with this guy, uh, the guy gets stabbed by like a boar or something and he's about to die and he goes to give him the water, but he lets it drip through his fingers uh, twice. So he doesn't let oh, he doesn't wow. let him have the healing water. And That's cold blooded. Right. And then she and he's already grandfather. You already had your love. OK, he's probably like my love was taken away from me. I'm not letting anybody else have love. But um, then she jumps off like a building or something because she's so heartbroken. She can't live without him. Wow, that is cold. That's that's cold blooded. I don't. I was feeling bad for him at first, but now you know. Yeah. I don't know. That's wow. That's petty. He must be a Gemini. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. People, let us know in the comments if I'm right. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was him when he was an old guy. Uh, and there is definitely another similar story about it. Then there was another similar story that's not like folklore, but just an old story of a haunted castle in Kinsale. And the uh, the daughter, 
so there's a king and the daughter the daughter oh my god this is so fucked up so the daughter um falls in love with a guy and the king uh, like a soldier and the king lets him lets her get married even though she should marry someone like out of royalty but then something happens where he's like he, he's watching or what's he what's he doing he's like watching the thing but the dad thinks he's a like a traitor because if I can't I can't remember the exact story, but some reason why he gets him mixed up and thinks he's a traitor, so he stabs him, and then he feels so bad wow. when he realizes it's his daughter's betrothed, and then he stabs himself, and then the daughter has lo- lost her dad and her her future husband, so she throws herself off the castle into the rocks, and now the the legend is that it's haunted by her this castle in Kinsale and Cork. Wow, I'm starting to think uh, Shakespeare might have ripped off of some of his stories too, because uh, that sounds like a a, a perfect Shakespeare like play. Um, yeah, no, no, I hundred percent. Of course, the English would steal from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, this is a weird aside, but I I uh, watched Outlander with my wife, and the English one hundred percent just steal everything. Uh, no offense to any English listeners, it's just it's just facts. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I mean, they stole off you guys too. The English, I, I mean, you know, I think people like to. It's easier to group people sometimes. Um, uh, but yeah. like the English were terrible to their own as well. Like they're very poor people. The yeah. poor people, they were like, yeah, we're horrible to the Scots, horrible, horrible. to to, uh, to to like Ireland, horrible to anything like east and south and west and north. So they they just they were just terrors across but that's that's either here or there but it does sound like something like, like would come from like a shakespeare um play those it's so tragic. do you know do you have any inkling why things ended so tragically um and like their their stories or it's just like the like a cultural thing i have no idea i feel like it might be a cultural thing but i don't know yeah maybe we just like tragedy <laughs> i don't know <laughs> very dark people yeah like i was I, like i knew it was dark but I didn't know it was this dark. This is dark. Um, and it sounds exactly like you said, Game Game of Thrones plot, you know, throwing in season five, episode six, and it, it could just fit right in. And you would never even know it was an English, uh, like an Irish uh, folktale. No, absolutely. And there's so much stuff that's not even just like the folklore, but like how old Ireland would have been, like with the Brehan laws and the kings and stuff. And I feel like that at some point. Now, I know the guy who wrote The Wheel of Time did say that he took from Irish folklore. He also took from like, um different folklores as well i don't remember which ones but it uh he did mention it um so i should look up your man from game of thrones maybe he does say but um yeah i'd say because even like the laws and the way like some of it just yes seems a bit like but yeah i don't know maybe yeah yeah just so like just everybody dying in game of thrones as well that's such an irish <laughs> folklore <laughs> like everybody always dies at the end of the story yeah um uh on that like I, i'm kind of you know i'm thinking through is are these folklore still like kind of things that like you guys still talk about or um is it kind of like going to youtube and finding finding our guy telling stories to like keep those stories alive so i would say now it's probably going to youtube like when i was small my dad bought me all the books and he told me all the stories but he is very like you know, he also told me all about like Irish history and stuff like that. So that could have been like a personal thing with him. Um, And he's from the countryside. But I'd say nowadays, yeah, I, I'd i say people 
uh aren't telling the stories as much and like even with that storyteller we watched like that was his job whereas like once tvs came in and there's all these different and even in one of them he was like if you couldn't sing tell a story dance um or do something entertaining you were like useless um you're a waste of air he said at one point whereas that's not the case anymore like people watch tv and they're constantly entertained with their phones and stuff but since um Colleen Kuhn, that movie that just got nominated for an Oscar, um, Banshees of Inisherin. I do think that people are starting, Irish people are starting to get back more to their roots and like wanting to learn Gaelga, which is Irish language. And um, I do think all the folklore is going to come back. I think there is a big, I don't know, if, I don't know if there's a better word than renaissance. Is that the right word? But like renewal or something to getting back yeah. to like that Gaelic kind of kind of culture because um, it's really interesting. Like loads of stuff like. Like, even when you read the stories about, like, mythical creatures and they would come out on Halloween, which when you look at, like, you know, Latin culture, there's a link there. Um, and it probably all comes back to, like, um, you know, like a bit of paganism or whatever. Like, we have the, you know, the the new Grange and stuff like that. And then we have other megaliths that would be like, oh, this was there was like some lover story, but there's like a big megalith that's like a stone thing that they say it was their bed. So it's called like Dermot and Grania's Lava. So... Yeah, there's just like, yeah, something there. I feel like people are getting more into that kind of like, I mean, like people are getting really into astrology. So that's back to like the stars, the suns. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would love to see like that renaissance happen in, in the United States too, because I think we have so many unique and diverse people here. Um, and we understand so little about other cultures besides just traditional American culture. And so if that renaissance can happen here, I think it's all for the better because I mean, when you really think about it, so many of our, our myths and legends are just derivatives of other myths and legends like that come from places like Ireland and, and over and overseas. Um, and uh, I think it give a lot of percept like perspective and when it comes to how different people interact with other people, which directly affects love and relationships and dating and all those things, too. Yeah, I think it is nice to I would rather choose my love over anything like, do you know what I mean? If I had someone that I was in love with that much that I. You know, I think people now are maybe more materialistic or like, you know, you know, I want all this money. I want all that. It is a strange world that we live in. I like those stories of hearing people who are like, no, I'd rather um, be in love than than anything yeah. else. And and even like uh, the another thing that the Irish guy said was like how the, you know, with the storytelling and stuff and how the poor would always have you in your house and they'd share anything with you. And just a line that he said, and he said, sure, the rich would give you nothing. <laughs> and it is so true. <laughs> Um, yeah. and I, yeah, I don't know. And then back to that story of that Eleanor girl that she would rather, you know, and you know, she had, you know, I'm sure she had a choice not to, I mean, the poor guy had no choice in that. Um, but yeah, she'd rather be with her partner and in love than, uh, than her freedom. Yeah. And it, it it's something to say, because I, I do think that a strong partner can carry you through pretty much anything. Um, because I, it's, it's the, the age old adage, adage, like when I'm weak, you're strong when you're, yeah. and, you know, and I, I think that's really reflected in that story in particular, too, um, because, I mean, she had a choice and she chose mm -hmm. something completely. So she went against the grain. She went counterculture and it was just a cultural thing. I based on how I like how I view the world am choosing you over what I could have, like because what I could have doesn't equate to what I do have. And so it, it really is a beautiful story, like kind of you know, buried down in, in tragedy and, and sadness. And I think that might be the beauty of like Irish folklore as well. There's some beauty in it, you know, buried deep down um, amongst a lot of 
sadness and tragedy. Yeah, yeah. And look, at that time as well, like, I don't think any women would have, would have, or they would have lied or they would have, they wouldn't have done that. So it's like, yeah, very, very unique. Um, yeah. And the fact that they even went on to have kids and everything. So I'd love to, I must research more about her and her husband um, and see where do the kids even end up. I wonder if they're like in America right now. Yeah. Like, like their I'm, kids, I'm but like intrigued. distant, distant kids. Um, great, 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 great grand kids. <laughs> Yeah, that's the first time I've heard this story too. So I'm, you know, I'm I I love history, so I'm I'm going to be knee deep in uh researching that story. Uh, I'll send you like... <laughs> I'll send you the article. They were um if I find it, I must I'm and it's like I have a hundred tabs, so it has to be in here. Um, <laughs> um, there was a what was the oh, and I think too, I think you're right. If people uh go back to more like folklore and stuff, especially in America, because um there's it's so diverse and and it's it great. I want to start a podcast called Funny Folklore. I'll see if I have the time to do it because I did do a show about it in the pandemic. But it basically uh, where if I could interview people about their folklore um, and see even the comparisons, because I think a lot of the stories sometimes or, or you see, see the same mythical creatures in the stories. Um, but yeah, there was a really fun one that I thought you'd like for, is called a puka. And he's a little creature who, if you are nice to him, he'll like bring you good luck and do loads of stuff. And there was this um, story about a kid who was really nice to him and he was in the form of a bull, but he gave him something to keep him warm. So then he started doing all the work for his father every night and his father and his father's workers were really shit and lazy. So then his father was able to fire his workers, made all this money, but then the little boy felt bad for him. So he started to, he, he got him like a little, cause he was in like little rags when he was doing it. And when he became like a fairy person from not being a bull anymore, and so he got him a little suit and then the little fairy guy was like, oh, I love being a, a gentleman now. I'm going to be a gentleman. So he stopped doing the work at night, but it didn't matter because the father had already come so rich. He didn't really need any more. So they were fine. And because he was so rich, he was able to put his son into a good school and then um, and his son got like a, went to a great college. And then one day he met this really lovely, beautiful woman. And he was like, how am I so lucky to have a woman like this? Um, and then there was like a golden cup left at their wedding day um, and he had like a wine, but nobody knew who it was from. And he was like, I know it's from the puka. So he, him and his wife drank it and they had like the best look for the rest of their life. So that was his, the puka's way of saying thank you for being doubly kind. <laughs> <laughs> As a girl, golden girls would say, thank you for being a friend. Um, yeah. that is, I love that story. Um, that's a really warm hearted story for yeah. the most part. <laughs> and we only have a minute left i feel like i yeah i never upgraded this after the pandemic but um can you let people know where to find you yeah uh so you could find me anywhere at joshua darren that's d-a-i-r-e-n um i'm very interactive i like to talk to people on social so um you don't have to look far you type in joshua darren one place it's there everywhere thank you so much you were the best i hope you had fun <laughs> yeah i did thank you for having me this was this was a lot of fun i have i have a lot of thoughts still but uh maybe we can do this again yeah, maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll talk more. Maybe I'll end up doing that funny folklore podcast. I would love that. That'd be great. <laughs> okay, great. Okay, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.